Watercare's $1.2 billion central interceptor project is now more than two kilometres underground and heading towards the Manukau Harbour. The 14.7 kilometre central interceptor wastewater tunnel, the longest, biggest and most expensive pipeline in the country, is creeping its way underground to create a wastewater tunnel that will run between Western Springs and the Mangari Wastewater Treatment Plant. Shane Kunis is the Executive Programme Director for the Central Interceptor. He joins me now. A very good morning to you. Morita, good to talk to you again. Yeah, because this is the first year, isn't it? We're coming up to the first anniversary of when the main is, tunnel man. boring machine began tunnelling. And what a year it was. I remember speaking to you just before we did the launch ceremony and That's then we right. had an open day. Yeah. Uh, actually, you couldn't come along. I think you were going down to Turangi. Uh, oh, it's um, but no, we've had a fantastic year despite the challenges that have, have been thrown at us. Uh, we, we were fortunate to be one of two projects given an exemption under Alert Level 4 to have the, the tunnel boring machines just creep ahead ever so slightly and then uh, we got back up to full steam and then uh, Omicron came through and that, that put a dampener on for a couple of weeks but, but now there's nothing holding us back and uh, it's a really exciting top for us. Uh, going underneath the harbour is a, is a unique challenge for tunnellers and uh, we're looking forward to it. Well, it's it's unique for New Zealand, isn't it? And But it's also pretty rare internationally. Yeah, it, it's something that happens every day. And, and, you know, we really need to celebrate the fact of what we're doing and, and you know, the engineering challenges that are uh, going on as, as a result of this. And it, it, is, it does come with increased risk because obviously we've got people working underground for uh, two to three months uh, with the Manukau Harbour above them. And, yeah. Um, so there's a lot more, uh, I guess the word is, you know, we're a bit more cautious because um, we we only one shot of this and it has to go well. And, um, you know, we're, we're absolutely confident it will go well and uh, we're looking forward to this milestone. Yes, I can imagine, I can imagine that the, the ground would change, or, or I don't know if that's the correct geological term, but I mean what you're working with would change all the time, wouldn't it? Because you'd have volcanic rock in some areas and then shifting sands in others so each absolutely so you may recall there was quite a lot of excitement about the fossil shells we found when we first started tunneling yep um and that was sand uh, that was former seabed we've got through the kawa sand formation which was a which was a tricky pit to tunnel through uh then we went through some other you know sort of uh, more just uh, odds and sods called the Tauranga group and now we're you know, aiming for what's called the East Coast Bay Formation, which is what the sort of material you see on the uh, cliffs around Auckland, which is the sandstone. And we've we've done the tunnel alignment to avoid the the basalt. Uh, obviously, that's very hard rock. Yeah. Um, and, and so, as as the ground conditions change, we have to install different types of segments with different types of uh, reinforcement in there because of the weight and the the loads that you get from the different soils. Oh, interesting. It must be something that engineers would only get a once in a you know, lifetime chance to work on? Uh, I think what's great about this project is, and I'm from Auckland, so I'm getting to do this in my backyard for the people of Auckland. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I've got a lot of people on this project from around the world uh, because it is a, a unique project and the skills. Uh, it just doesn't happen every day. This, you know, Watercare's yeah. last tunnel underneath uh, Wise was Hobson Bay, um, you know, uh, along uh, down on the waterfront, um, and that was very, very small in comparison to this. Yeah. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, sort of 13, 14 years ago. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll do another tunnel like, or it'll probably be the, uh, the next harbour crossing or be the next, you know, yeah. major crossing underneath the harbour. So it is, a, it is a very rare event. And for us engineers, 
it is something. If you can't get excited about this, it's um, you know, this is what we all like doing. Well, I imagine though it's a specialty, you know, and a very unique specialty within the field. So, what happens if somebody gets COVID or even just gets the common old flu? Uh, so we've got really good contingency plans around that, and, and you know the, the first Omicron outbreak did slow us down. Uh, so, but what we found was that it went through the tunneling crews quite quickly, uh, and we've got three shifts, uh, and, and so it's really around just slowing down, and keeping the machine moving forward, uh, as opposed to just stopping. Um, but you know the, the Gala Abigaldi joint venture, uh, the Italians are fantastic tunnelers, yep. uh, and. You know, they've got, you know, quite a bit of resilience and quite a bit of uh, expertise and, and, you know, preparing for every eventuality. God. I think, wasn't the last time there was a major under-harbour or under undersea crossing, was that the channel between uh, that, France and That would be, um, well, that's, in the Northern Hemisphere, yeah. that was obviously the most prominent one. And I think, you, you, you know, there was a lot of footage where the French and the English you know, tunnelled halfway and then they shook hands in between. That's right. Um, there's been a number of tunnels underneath Sydney Harbour. Oh, of course. Current yeah. Chief Executive John Lamont, he was running Sydney Metro when they did the Sydney Harbour crossing. Um, and so, you know, tunnelling underwater is, is becoming a very viable solution. And uh, it's now our turn and it's our turn to shine. Yeah, absolutely. How exciting. Have you been affected by any of the supply issues? It's definitely made things harder. Uh, what you've got to do is just get more organised and think further into the future. Uh, today, we, you know, it, we've, we've kept on going and we've made great progress despite everything the last year has thrown at us. I, I think when we spoke in uh, last year, I thought 2021, um, you know, we would have been coming out of the worst of it, but <laughs> we didn't realise it was going to get much, much harder for the rest of that year. But and I'm really, really proud of the teams and the way that they've just kept working at it. Made significant progress, and you know, while we're going to be slightly delayed into 2026, uh, you know, it's it's you know been a fantastic effort over the last year. Gosh, yes. So, any more major challenges ahead, or once you're done, once you're through the harbour, that's you can breathe a oh, sigh of relief. It'll be first of a, a many sighs of relief. <laughs> uh, we don't know what we don't know, and we're yeah. t- we're tunneling through ground that's millions of years old. And despite all the testing that we've done along the way, uh, you can often find things that you just didn't know were there. Yeah. Uh, we really hope we don't, uh, and we just you know, as I say, we can only you know plan for the uh, plan for the worst and, and, and you know hope for the best. But, you know, with the team we've got, I'm absolutely confident of the outcome we'll get. And, you know, as I say, nothing's holding us back now. And just in terms of, you know, when you talk about the, the I mean, even thinking about it makes me break out in a cold sweat, having the Manuka Harbour on top of you while you're deep underground working away. When you say you have contingency plans, what happens if the water starts coming through? Where do your workers go? So we have refuse chambers inside the uh, tunnel boring machine, so yeah. they can get into there and be, be safe. Uh, and we have a number of events that we rehearse and practice with Mines Rescue, uh, yeah. because that is the, the two big risks that we face is fire and flood. Yeah. Uh, and just last week we were practicing a fire scenario here, and we had to rescue people. And it is something that all tunnelers fear. Yeah. But with the, with the planning that goes in and with the uh, the equipment that we now have, it's not, um, you know, they say we can um, people make people safe and then rescue them. So, you know, it is it is a fourth of our minds. Um, yeah. And 
it is a challenge. But as you say, it's it's not for everyone. It's uh, <laughs> at the moment you get on a train and you you take about a forty to fifty minute ride up to the the tunnel boring machine, and if you then think about what's above you. Um, some people, it's not for everyone. <laughs> no. And what's the next big uh, milestone? Uh, it'll be arriving on the other side of the Manukau Harbour. Right. That's, that's yep. the first time we'll see the tunnel boring machine actually come through. Uh, there's a shaft site on the just on the Hillsborough foreshore that's been installed at the moment. And that'll be a really great milestone because we'll be able to look at the tunnel boring machine and see the condition she's in uh, yeah. before she carries on towards May Road. Uh, and then... Obviously, once we get to May Road, uh, we move all our tunnelling operations from Mangere up to May Road. So it's it's a very busy year for us. Uh, this is sort of the the big year of construction, um, and you know really where Central Interceptor is is going to be well on its way towards uh, being completed. Very exciting, Shane. That's fantastic. I hope to be at the next landmark event that you hold. I look forward to that. Put that one in my calendar. Oh uh, no, we'd we'd love to see you out there. It's um. One of the, the challenges we have on this project is when we're finished, no one's ever going to see, see the central interceptor. No. It's not like Waterview Tunnel where people drive through every day and go, wow, this is great. Um, <laughs> but what well, they will notice, the the improvement in water quality on the inner city waterways and beaches, and yeah. I think that's going to be fantastic for the people of Auckland. It's a wonderful legacy for your team, absolutely. Shane Kunis, Watercare's Executive Program Director for the Central Interceptor. Lovely to catch up.